Welcome to Season 2, Episode 1 of the National Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Swanson, and today we're kicking off the new season with realtor Katie Prendeville, who's with Tyler York. In this episode, we discuss where it might be best to purchase an investment property in the Nashville area and also hear about how Katie's live-in remodel is going. You'll get some valuable tips on what to look for when analyzing a property for investment purposes. But first, before we get to the show, let's hear from this season's sponsor. Foreman Watson Land Title is a full-service real estate title company. They perform closings on both residential and commercial deals with offices located in Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. Here in Tennessee, they are located in Clarksville and Franklin, where they do in-house and mobile closings with travel up to 60 miles free of charge. They have a Spanish interpreter and attorneys on staff that pride themselves in starting the title search the day they get the order. Foreman Watson Land Title hope to see you at the closing table. Welcome to the National Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Swanson, and I'm excited to be recording in person, that's right, in person, with the great Katie Prendeville, who's a real estate agent with Tyler York. Katie, how are you doing today? I'm great. Awesome. Well, thanks for being here. It's a rainy morning. Um, this episode will be about investing, which I'm really excited about. Uh, but before we get started, why don't you give the listeners a little background about yourself? Sure. So first off, a little bit of vocal fry, because in true Nashville form, my sister visited me this weekend and we went out on Broadway. Nice. So, <laughs> okay. The only time I've ever done it was this weekend. And of course, now we're recording. <laughs> but um, so I moved here from Illinois in 2021. I was licensed up there. Uh, we came down to Nashville for like just a quick trip, me and my husband. And he's in construction and saw all the tower cranes and was like, we need to think about moving here. Uh, then we had a great weekend here and decided, you know what? Taxes are better. Weather is better. This is where we should probably end up. And in about six months, we had moved down here. It was very quick. We found the house. We closed on it. The whole thing. Wow. Super fast. But um, awesome. yeah, so we've been here ever since. I got into real estate in Illinois because I started in property management and then realized that people don't really like their property manager. So you're in real estate, but you're not like in the fun part. So right. I took real estate courses, decided to just become a full-time realtor, and that has been my trajectory ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. And how long again have you been in Nashville? February 2021 okay. is when we moved down. So coming up on two years. Very close to two years. Very cool. Yes. Very cool. And you recently switched to Tyler York, is that right? I did. Nice. Love it. Awesome brokerage. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, and I'd love to talk a little bit about your current living situation. So... Um, <laughs> Katie, for, for all that, for whoever doesn't know this, is um, living in your essentially flip? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is our first property that we decided to like strategically flip. So our house in Illinois, it could use updates. Mm -hmm. So we kind of did that, but it was never viewed as this will be a flip. We're going to try to make money off of this. Um, but when we moved to Tennessee, we figured, you know what? let's start our real estate investing just like right off the bat. Let's find the ugliest house on the block. We'll get a great deal on it. We'll just flip the entire thing while we live in it. Wow. Um, which as like newlyweds doing that in a new place was a lot, <laughs> but we are halfway through, like wow. perfectly at the halfway through point right now. And it feels awesome. We're really excited for how the house has come along 
we're really excited to be living in the finished portion now. Mm -hmm. um, and we're excited to see kind of where it takes us once the house is finished. Very cool. Yeah. And it, it does help to have a husband contractor. It sure does. <laughs> it definitely does. But I've seen you swinging a hammer a, a lot on your Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I have learned quite a few things. YouTube has been great. Okay. You can learn anything on YouTube. Um, I'm really good manual labor. Okay. Like if you need anything strategically measured and cut, that is my husband. But if you're like, hey, break down this wall or tear out this bathroom or repaint this, I am your manual labor. <laughs> All right. And we'll put that in the show notes for uh, her rate, her hourly rate for anyone uh, that needs some help. Yes. But, uh, but in all seriousness, um, I I've noticed over the past year or so, you've been really focusing on investors mm -hmm. and, and really um, catering to them. Um, you know, why is Nashville such a great place to invest? So with the growth that we've seen here, with the amount of people that are moving here, I just think there's this really unique opportunity that we're seeing this appreciation market in our housing market right now that you kind of have the opportunity to do that. Um, we're also seeing neighborhoods start to change over. So I was in Donaldson the other day and I showed a house that had been recently renovated. It was like the first or second one on the street that had been renovated. Um, it seems like from talking to people, especially in like Hendersonville where I live, there's a lot of neighborhoods that are full of people who bought them when they were first built in the 70s or the 80s. And now their kids are grown. They don't need that big house anymore. They want to retire somewhere, not have as much yard. So they're then selling them. So it leaves you this opportunity of like, okay, you have this house with great bones that these people loved it for 30 years. They took great care of it. You just have to have a little vision to be able to go in and go, could we renovate this? Mm -hmm. And either live in it ourselves and make it exactly what we want or start it as a business, you know, either hold it and put long-term renters in it or immediately sell it and then move on to your next one. There's just all this opportunity to do investing in different ways. And we have the housing style that kind of meets that. Definitely. And do you think, um, you know, living and doing your own flip, has that helped you to be able to walk into a property and to kind of understand if, if this might be, you know, a, a huge 12 month project or something that, you know, is more doable, maybe no permits and, and things like that? 100%. Yeah. Um, and even with our own house, after being in it, walking through it for our first and second showings before we bought it, we knew it was going to be a lot of work. We didn't know how much work it was going to be because again, this was our first time really doing a flip. Um, and then it was like, we bought it and we got into the bones of it and we were like, Oh boy. So those dips in the floor, those were a big thing. That wasn't just like, Oh, maybe it's a little water damage or maybe they settled. No, that's a foundation issue. Okay. Dang it. Um, well, that's good to know. So now when I walk other buyers through things, I can be like, all right, you feel these dips in the floor, that's either a foundation thing or maybe it's no big deal. But if we want this house, we get an inspection and we have someone crawl under there and look at it and give us their thoughts of like, what does the foundation look like? Tell us, help me out here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been really helpful so I can look at it and go, is it purely cosmetic? Does it just need you know a little facelift? Or are you gonna be in this for two years like my husband and I are now in for our house. Yeah. yeah. And we were looking at a property a few months ago and I remember there was a, a weak spot or, or something in the floor in a weird spot. And you're like, oh, that was probably a dog bowl or a water bowl. Uh, over the years, it gets warped. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's definitely, yeah. that's definitely what it was. And so now my house I always wipe up 
wipe up that water because I don't want that low spot. And we love that. We love maintenance on homes. That's yeah. wonderful. Everyone should do that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, what areas would you say um, you're seeing right now, if you know you were to talk with an investor right now, um, that you would feel more confident in investing right now around Nashville? Sure. So you want to make sure you can get the house for a good deal is the first rule always. Um, like our house, for instance, we did get it for a really good deal because we kind of knew it's priced a little too high for all the issues that it has. So you want to look for that house specifically. Um, I tell people to focus on neighborhoods that are a little bit older. They're from the 60s and 70s. Uh, generally, when you start to get into things that are like older than the 60s, you're in like 1900 to like 1950. And like, that's going to be a lot. Yeah. That plumbing could have put it, been put in the wrong way. That HVAC could be not up to code. Like you kind of get into all these like really weird things. Um, and then just general wear and tear on the house. Right. So I tell people focus on like, 70s and up don't be afraid of like the lead paint or the asbestos like we'll, we'll mm -hmm. get into that later um i think a really good area that people kind of sleep on is donaldson mm. and hermitage so you've got these like really great neighborhoods where they have these amazing ranches that are like 1800 and up square feet mm -hmm. they've been maintained really well most of them have great yards like you're already checking off things that people want right they want big yards they want to be close to the city they want room I think those areas have it and really show it. Um, and then your second part of what you want to look for is you want to make sure the like housing market in that area can handle you putting a renovated house in it. Like you don't want to be the biggest shiny new Correct. thing on the block. No one wants to be the fanciest house on the block. If you're going to live there and hold it for a period, it's okay. Everyone will, else will catch up to you. Mm -hmm. If your plan is I'm going to renovate this and immediately sell it, you might have some trouble comping out. Sure. People don't want to be the first one to be the most expensive. Um, but we are starting to see that happen in Donaldson, in Hermitage. Um, Madison, I think, is going to be a good one just because it's so close to the city. Mm -hmm. And we are seeing a lot of things, a lot of new things being built there, like restaurants, shopping centers, things like that. Um, Hendersonville is also a really good one. Gallatin, I think, is getting there. But mm -hmm. Hendersonville seems to be more established. So they've got that older neighborhood. Um, and we're recording this early December. So I'm going to talk prices real quick because obviously mm -hmm. prices are changing. But in, in Donaldson and Hermitage, what would you say that 70s house, you know, that needs a little TLC is going for right now? Sure. I would say probably 230s to 260s, somewhere in there. And then the ARV, the after repair value would be roughly we would want it to be let's say that sure. we would want it to be probably four to 450 somewhere okay. in there and obviously yeah least, depending on how much right a lot of variables in play yes that's at least what i've seen most commonly okay i've of course seen the outliers that are going for like sixes but most commonly i think that's going to be your best bet yeah and and right now too we have seller concessions are you know the hot Hot topic and probably be that way for a little while as long as rates, you know, stay stay up north of, of five. Um, you know, when when you're writing up contracts, is it um, I, I guess are you seeing seller concessions and you know, um, yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on that? We're definitely seeing them. We're seeing a lot of list agents just saying, send me an offer, you know, send it on paper, let's start talking. 
And we're seeing that all over the city. Um, I just spoke to an agent who primarily works in Wedgwood, Houston. I think it was probably two weeks ago at this point. And that was exactly what he told me. He was like, at this point, I tell any buyer's agent that comes through, if they want it, put it on paper and send it to us. Let's start a conversation. I'm not saying we'll accept it right off the bat, but we can at least kind of talk about this and see what we can get to. And we're definitely seeing that with these kind of older houses that need that renovation. It's a very specific person who wants to do what we're doing, who wants to physically live in it Mm -hmm. and be in that construction zone and kind of feel misplaced for a little bit with the end goal of we're going to make money off of this or we'll make money eventually. And this will be our perfect house. Like that's a very specific person. Um, But even for an investor right now, like we always kind of joke as realtors that like, Oh, it's an investor. You're going to get a low wall. They have to make it work for their numbers. So I get that. And right now we're hearing, just send me an offer. Yeah. So that's actually really nice compared to six months ago when it was like, Ugh, if you're not going at least 10 grand over asking, they're not even going to look at you. You're right. going to get a sassy text back from that list agent like, are you serious? Yeah. So it's, I really like it. I like that we're seeing this shift in the market. That might be an unpopular opinion, um, but it had to happen. Yeah. We had to course correct. Right. And, and who knows how long this course correction will last too because... We're in the normal cycle, you know, winter obviously gets a little slower with home sales um, and interest rates being up really high. That definitely changes things big time. And so I do think personally that there's a small window and, you know, I could be wrong, but I do think once we get into April, May, and if rates are hovering at five to six, we'll still see some competition coming back into the market for the people that did miss out. And, and there's... You know, I'm on the mortgage side of things that so we have ways to help you lower your interest rate temporarily. So there's there's ways to get people back into this. Um, that's my personal opinion on the kind of timing. What do you think about um, kind of, you know, the next three to six months? I agree. I think a lot of the people that got stuck in bidding wars last year and just got tired of it because it's it's trying emotionally on a buyer to continuously fall in love with the house and put in your best offer and just get told no. Like that's, it's a very emotional thing. And the burnout is real. So I think all the buyers that were hanging around and got burned out by that process are gonna look at it in the springtime and go, you know what? It's fives or sixes, sevens, I think really freak people out. There's something about it just being a seven that everyone's like, oh my gosh, no way. But like, even if it does get into low sevens, you're still gonna have people that are like, well, my rent's being raised by 60% or, you know, that's a ridiculous number, but they're getting right. raised by a lot right now. Right. I think you're still going to have people that go, well, there's less buyer competition because the rates aren't twos, threes, fours. My rent is getting raised. I would really like something still. Yeah. And they're going to jump back in. <clears throat> yeah. So I think we'll, I think we'll start to see more and more of that. Definitely. And as an investor too, you know, I feel like, Sometimes, and I personally could get stuck on cash flow, monthly cash flow. It yeah. needs to have, you know, this amount, $500,000 a month. And that's just not going to happen if you have a mortgage right now with the rates. But if it's getting close to paying for your mortgage and your insurance and taxes and all that stuff, I believe in, in Nashville and the long term growth with it. And so I would just say to anyone listening that's kind of on the fence about investment, I, I I still think, you know, if you kind of come in the right mindset, there's definitely a lot of good deals to be had right mm-hmm. now. And sure, cash flow is nice, but it's not not everything. Um, yeah. And it's 
it's a little bit like kind of off the wall that you have that thought process, but we kind of have that too. My husband and I, we recently listened to a podcast. I wish I could remember who it was, but he was basically saying like, oh, I never sell anything. I could be a hundred dollars negative every month on that house and I will keep it because it's adding to my portfolio. So mm. like his long game is how much can I acquire? Yeah. How much can I keep? And then what can I use and borrow against that? And then what could I get when I borrow against it? Right. So it's this really interesting dichotomy of it used to be like, unless you're making, you know, X amount off the house, don't do it. It's right. a bad deal. If it doesn't follow the 1% rule or the 70% mm -hmm. rule, like yep. don't do it. You're going to be upside down. And now we're hearing these people come out and go, it's a long game guys. Yeah. I have 40 properties, three of them, you know, make me great money that follow the rules. Most of them make me okay-ish money according to the rules, but some of them are losing money and I'm going to keep it because yeah. here's what I did when I kept it and I used that money smart. Yeah. And we're not tax pros by any means, but there's great tax advantages of owning mm -hmm. real estate depreciation and, and all that. So it really, oh. even if you're losing a couple hundred bucks a month on that, you probably are netting out still positive with all the tax benefits from it. But like mm -hmm. I said, disclaimer, not tax pro. So talk to your local tax professional. Yes. Um, well, awesome. Well, as we wrap this up, um, I just wanted to just kind of ask you a little bit about shifting gears a little bit um, about how you plan your social media content. Uh, I think it's, it's really good and really focused um, towards investors because that's seems like that's who you want to work with, who you like working with. Mm -hmm. um, and you'll you know, obviously work with you know, people that, that need your help. But, um, but you just give us a little insight on how you plan your content and what, where you get your ideas from. Yeah. So my husband was the one who had the investment inception idea. And when he gets on something, whatever it is, if it's a hobby or a job or something, he's all in. He's going to learn all the information about that topic. He'll be the pro. So it was a lot of, in the beginning, he was bringing me these ideas that it was like, hey, I think we should do this. And I said, oh, okay, well, tell me more about what that means. Tell me more about what it means to, you know, do a fix and flip or to own a property. Tell me more. So he was the one feeding me all of this. And then I started going, you know what? I'm going to figure this out for myself. I want to give him my ideas and my thoughts. So I started looking into YouTube videos, podcasts, different things to try to learn about investing. And I kept finding that a lot of them are very high level and they would say, you know, here's how I bought my first 50 properties without putting any of my own money down. Right. And then they don't actually tell you how, to how they did that. Yeah. Or it's like, well, my dad gave me $2.3 million. And I'm like, my dad can't yeah. do that. Right. So what do I do? Right. So I noticed there was this like missing piece of content of like, no, I'm a normal person who doesn't know what that acronym means, but mm -hmm. you keep using it yeah. and no one's telling me what that means. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to give people this outlet of like, I'm interested in this. I think this is interesting. I want to invest in our future and do a little more than just, you know, regular retirement or what it might be, but I don't know how. So I wanted it to be like any person could put on one of my things and go, Oh, Oh, well, now I think I understand what a short-term rental is. Or like, oh, now I understand what that means. This is cool. Oh, equity is that. Awesome. Um, so that was kind of the inception idea was I noticed a need. So I figured I would fill it since I was actively finding that information. Um, and then when I'm planning it out, it just kind of becomes what questions do I have 
or what questions did I have? Yeah. And how do I wish someone had answered them? What are the simplest terms to give someone this knowledge so that they can break it down for themselves and then have the right words to Google mm -hmm. and find out more? Or contact me and go, hey, I want a little more information on this. How do I do that? Yeah. It at least kind of sparks it and doesn't make people feel paralyzed and overwhelmed. Yeah. Because that was how I felt looking into the content that I was finding. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of the whole goal was like, I just want to teach people. Whether you want to do this like my husband and I, and this is going to be our retirement plan, or you just want to make sure your house is a good investment for you and your family. I think there's a really good piece of it that like, we're all kind of missing how to do it. Yeah. So if I can step into that role, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, and it's probably one one thing cool about Instagram is the data you get from it too. So I'm sure if you see a lot of saves on one video, mm -hmm. you know, that's probably okay, like let's do more of this style or yep. whatever, you know. Yep. Um, so this is a good time to plug your Instagram. What is your Instagram handle? Yes, it is at Katie Buys and Sells. I like that. Yes. All right. We'll put that in the show notes. Um, is there anything else I should ask you that I didn't today? I don't think so. That felt great. Yeah. This is the, uh, the first in-person recording yes. that we're doing, uh, everyone. We have a, a great sponsor in Foreman Watson land title, uh, as well in this new season. Um, and so we're excited to, uh, bring more of these great interviews, um, to y'all and, um, yeah, thank you, Katie, so much for, for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'm Jared Swanson at Nashville Real Estate Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you feel extra generous, leave us a five-star review. I greatly appreciate it.